Karina, I think the show has begun. Yeah? With our phones being slowly put away. I was actually just going to ask you, we only know the show has started when your phone accidentally goes off and then yeah. you have to remember like an old man. I don't know how to, it just, it's on vibrate, but I always sit it on something that vibrates and makes it so loud that it might as well be on. So I'm going to try to not do that today. I'm going to challenge you with something even dumber. Okay. I don't know how to put my phone on vibrate. I only know how to do silent or not. Does every phone have a vibrate function? You just, yeah, yes. What do you think? It's just like all um, or nothing yes. with your phone? Yes. I use the little button. What a way to button. live your life. It's only got two switches. Okay. So every time yours vibrates, I'm like, wow, it must be because he has an Apple Watch or something. I, uh, I'm i just really fancy, figured out. I, yeah. I think putting your phone on vibrate is like the first thing that they teach you when you're learning to walk and talk again. Mm. Like it's a baseline oh. function. Well, I think everything, I, like I have, I, I so much so that I have in my text messages, everybody but one person is uh, muted. In your text? Yeah, so I just, I make them all mute because I don't know how to make it vibrate and I can't stand the beeping of a text message. Wait, so you just scan your text to see if anybody you've muted has contacted you? Yeah. But <laughs> it's not great. The only time I would mute somebody is if they told me they were going to kill me and then followed it up by misspelling the N-word. You don't <laughs> No, I swipe left and it says archive or mute and I mute everybody. Unless like like for example if I'm I mean, truthfully, one person is just forever not muted. It's an ex of mine that I just get excited when he texts me. Wait a second. Do I get muted? Yeah. I'm on mute. <laughs> yeah, but if I know I'm going to see you that day, I unmute you so that in case you're contacting me, like I'm on my way to your house. But I hate the sound of a text going off. I mean. That is so strange. I Yeah. But when, it's even weirder. I contact you and you respond immediately. Well, I do look often because I have to because <laughs> Like work shit. Like I have to look it's at it. It's way harder to mm -hmm. have to constantly be like, you know what? I wonder if somebody texted me and it's an emergency. I know. I, that's I. And like my mother is muted. Like you just move this little button here on the side. You, yes, but then you've now you've muted the whole phone. I want it to be able to ring, but I want I hate the text beep. The bigger deal is who the hell wants their phone to ring? What are you well, working in a call center in 1982 I, for, for AT&T? For like work reasons. And I don't know. I didn't know this was strange. And my friend Michelle was in my phone because she's like my tech guru. And I was trying to get her to do <laughs> tech sc guru. Yeah, screen sharing, which she was not able to do with my new TV. Um, this is a year and a half ago or something. And she looks at it and she goes, why is my shit muted? Because there's like a little sign. It's a little offensive. Yeah. And it I is. was like, well, scroll down. Every single person is muted. And she's like, what are you doing? That's one of those things that like a, a woman would confront a cheating spouse about. Mm -hmm. But then when they realize that everybody's muted, they're like, oh, they're not cheating. They're crazy. Like you know, that is insane. So I would also say like I am very protective of my like the the what pops up on your phone, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and I, I mean, you want to know a random funny story? The the story I told last week with when we went to this poor guy, I'm just trying to, the New York Ranger, Danny right. Blackburn's house, right? So the guy that I was seeing that was on the Rangers, that was the reason I met. The two Rangers. He, yes. Oh, so yes. there's two, two different Rangers. One I dated, the other I think there were only five Power Rangers. So this is, <laughs> yeah, really this impressive. is 40% of them. So <laughs> okay. I went out, um. Well, I was dating him, but like it wasn't exclusive. I was dating him. 
I went out and like I just happened to befriend Evander Holyfield. And I I exchanged numbers with him. And I was like super excited because like I grew up on, I love boxing. And I just, I don't know really how I found myself in a situation where I was just exchanging phone numbers with Evander. But uh, my phone was laying face up. Next thing you know, I'm staring at his title belt that's above his headboard. (laughs) Well, I was asking questions about the ear, like all the things, all the things you would do if you met Evander. And also I met him at a very popular New York bar, not a nightclub, but a bar. And it's my understanding that he's like super religious and has like 19 kids so i don't know what he yes. was doing frolicking with the likes of me he was by himself i found him then i glommed onto him and then whatever we exchanged information so he texted me to take me out to dinner and my phone at the time this is the very beginning age of text messaging it popped up first and last name evander holyfield and then it said would you like to get dinner this week and my ex is like <clears throat> is that uh what, what's happening here and i was like I, I don't which which part do you need explanation? He's like, is that Evander Holyfield? I was like, yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> there have was to, no if you have to ask, you know it's Evander I, Holyfield. So I let's mean, move on. Yeah. So I was like, maybe you want to get exclusive before I go to dinner with Evander. Yeah. I, look. But that was the last time I ever had. I figured out how to get messages not to show up after that because I was like, I can't keep getting busted like with obvious shit like that. And it's I I I've always wanted to explore the world of different ways people have gotten caught cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh I have an embarrassing one. I think a lot of dudes that are not technically savage uh savvy do and or or did back in the day kind of when uh like photo sharing plans. Oh yeah. Was a thing. I think a lot of dudes uh got a little jammed up with that. <laughs> I have a home, up is a great way I have to say a homeboy that. that was uh he said he was uh he was screen sharing from his phone to the TV and he was with this girl and he didn't have just his his text messages sent to just like message and it was just an uh, like an explicit message from a woman that was not the one sitting next to him mm-hmm. and he said he just knew he couldn't he was just no. turned and said we have some things to talk about <laughs> like cuz that's <laughs> that's all you can do at that point like yeah. we just were staring at a yeah. 55 inch screen of me cheating so let's not do the dance here <laughs> right, right. we can kind of uh move past but yeah have you ever gotten caught because of technology or do you just mute everything so you just kind of you suppress everything uh, like a evil warlord no <laughs> i am like I, i'm not sloppy like i'm pretty but also i don't i'm not really ever an exclusive relationship so like if if you wanted exclusivity you know you should be expecting that if you're not coming to the table asking for that and like making that move that like I'm definitely look, we we have the chief chief first mentality. So like I'm already mm-hmm. probably diversifying my portfolio. But if you've not said we're exclusive, I am for sure doing that. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I think you should assume that. I think a lot of people get messed up because they think that whatever they're doing the other person is doing, but you have to like what I say when you're four yeah. years old, use your words. Mm-hmm. And even if it's uncomfortable and you feel vulnerable, if you don't want that other person, you need to be like, yo. Uh, I would like you to only because I did that with my girl. I was just like, I remember I was watching. I was like, I don't want her to leave. I like her here, and I want to make sure right. that she knows, just in case, because people don't know. But until we have that conversation, yeah, I am trying not to, you know, like yeah. actively like, okay, like you're not signing up all the way, so I'm not going to either. But yeah, it, look, it's just it's like money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're diversifying your portfolio. Yeah. Until somebody goes, yo. I'm the Bitcoin you've been waiting for. Get rid of all your other stuff. I'm the one to ride with. If if it's not that, then it's open. Now, here's my other question. As you, you made me think about it as you were talking. Would you ever be open to an open marriage? Not at all. 
Not even remotely, not even for a fucking second. No. No. What about the top two guys on your roster? Oh, I get to is it's just me that's it can open? be either way. <laughs> if it's just if it's just you, <laughs> would you because there are I don't I know, know what cucks, they call those cucks? No, it's not there was a movie Cuckling? about it where and it's not for me, but it's just like uh, we're like uh, usually we see the guy with two or more women, but this was the dynamic. It was a like a thirty year old attractive woman with two thirty something year old attractive dudes, and they just all flowed in the house together. Could you do that? No. I barely, like, my ideal scenario is the guy that I am exclusive with. I'm probably never going to get married. But the person, like, if I sign up for, like, a partnership and we're exclusive, I would prefer he live out of state. <laughs> I, I think, like, my ideal relationship would be, like, we alternate, you know, like, you come for two weeks, then I go there for two weeks. Or, like, I don't think we should live in the same place 100% of the time. Okay, so then now we're back to the exclusivity. Because if I'm right. seeing my wife twice a month, there's an unsaid thing. Shit. Yeah. I, I Well, you, I just. Look. Come on, doc. <laughs> you what you want. Come on, man. I mean, well, I feel like as as people get older, maybe. I don't know. I don't want. I, like Whoopi Goldberg are, are once said. Are you familiar with the concept of OnlyFans? <laughs> it's all yeah. older, sad men on there. That's fine. But they're not getting it in real life. They're just watching it on OnlyFans. I mean, I like the buildup of the excitement of seeing the person when you haven't seen them. And I think if I see you every day, it's just not going to be that exciting. Have you ever been with anybody you felt like you could see every day? Yes, and he did not feel the same way. Mm. Um, I only but lived with one person for three months. And I, like, because, I mean, he wasn't working and I was. And so I would come home. It was over a summer. I would come home from work like like a puppy. Like I was like, okay, like what do you want to do? And he, he was just like annoyed. He didn't want – he wanted his – which is ridiculous. He wanted space. He was doing nothing all day. Well, the, the it's because it's the same way like when you loan somebody money and you, you don't think about it again. Mm -hmm. But anytime – and anybody listening needs to know that anytime – I would say 97% of the time when you loan somebody money, that is the end of the friendship. And you should understand that because every friendship has a power dynamic. Our power dynamic is equal. Yeah. So it's like we come in, we put their time together. When I say four o'clock, you are here at four o'clock. You're ready to roll. I try to have the studio set up because you respect my time. I respect mm -hmm. your time. I just like you as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's the dynamic. But if all of a sudden you go bankrupt and I'm just like kind of, you, you know, I'm not saying anything, but you're like, oh, man, I'll pay for this equipment. And like he's paying uh, Kelly, the, the the producer, like, I don't know. I wonder now, is he being a little funny with me? And it, I'm normal. I'm like, oh, I love right. Corinne. It's all good. But the power dynamic has changed mm. because the money mm -hmm. situation yes. has changed. And so you have to understand that once you give somebody money, no matter, hey, boy, I love you. It's all good. The power dynamic has changed, and that's why it's always a little weird. Any little thing you do, oh, man, I forgot to invite you to my mom's 50th. Yeah, okay, dude. And uh -huh. you're like, bro. Uh -huh. But it's because your mom's 50th is just the one thing he's like, see, I told you. Mm -hmm. He thinks I'm less than. She thinks I'm less than, especially when it's a male-female dynamic where you're laying it's out rough. the crib. And, he's yeah. standing in your nice yes. crib, and you're coming home dressed nice. I'm, it's, I made it, him it, it actually, work. despite the fact that he paid for, like, he had a really nice like penthouse place in Miami that his father bought him. And I, w I wanted him to live with me in LA. And obviously I'm not, I hate Miami. I'm not going back to Miami. Um, so First when, of all, nice life on this kid. 
I know. It's being oh. passed around like a, a, a rich yeah. jizz rag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was living with me in LA when he was coming to move. I mean, he was still in law school at the time and he was he's a trust fund baby. So he knew at a certain age when he turned that number, he was going to be taken care of. So I don't That's know why so he bothered. Weird. Yeah, his father made him like, he was like, you have to get an MBA and you have to get a law degree and then we're going to hand you over the company. But my ex is, you know. He, he gets the degrees, but he never actually wanted the company or wanted to work for anything. And right. he knew when he was getting his money. And he's not going to fail. Like, no teacher. Because he's going to a school in which, like, dad has contributed the, the, uh, the, here's, oh, the yeah. here's the library. Uh, the When you go sit on a bench and it's, it's somebody's name on there. Yes. Like, that's his dad kind of stuff. And so, like, you think professors don't know that? You think they're going to get It's like, uh, you were doing coke in class again today. So if you could not, you know, he's going to, like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. knows he's going to skate through. And I think... He secretly resents the world for that. A lot of it like, wasn't so rich secret. Kids, he was uh, so. What I was gonna say is, I asked angry. him. Angry. I was like, "Look, I don't know if you want to like sub sublet your place or whatever you want to do." Because we were hoping he was gonna get into a law school, but he's you know too stupid to get into like Pepperdine or one of the law schools in near me. So he could. He was supposed to stay for the summer, get an internship over the summer, and then remain in my house and like dump the place in Miami. So I was like, for what it's worth, like I'm gonna make you pay half the rent even though you're still supporting the place in Miami because I just like, I think dynamic wise. You were already, you are ahead was, of your time. Yeah. And then it gets worse. You because, were the Jackie Robinson of power dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had an allowance. And so I wasn't just, hey, like it was 1800 a month for that place. And I was like, you know, it's 900 for you. And uh, I, <laughs> the first of the month, I'm like, so. Uh, Did you just put I on was, Bone Thugs and Harmony yeah. first of the month? <laughs> I'm just getting showered to this like, song. I don't know why. <laughs> the Family Guy scheme with Stewie and Brian, like where he yeah. starts like beating the shit out of him. So like the second of the month, I was like, so, and he's like, Corinne, I have an allowance and I get it like on, like I can give it to you by the 15th. I was like. That's something an 11 year old should be yelling out of a treehouse <laughs> yeah. window. It's so he's, embarrassing. He's still got a fucking allowance. He's never, ever grown up. Um, but yeah, actually, this is just a random funny thing as well, because you were talking about getting busted. Um, so I have been trying. So for this podcast, I try and put together, you know, the vouch dating stories that if there are banger buys, if there are patron stories, like I put them in separate albums. But I'm also, you know, very bad with technology. And I don't have like I don't have a ton of albums. The album that I have that's like come. I don't know why it's always at the top. <laughs> you know, it's going to be good. I can see you giggling. It's a shared album for my friend's father's funeral. And so it's only, it's supposed to be memories you have with his father. And I accidentally added like six vouch dating photos today to it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, his funeral was years ago, but the shared album is still there. And everyone that's connected to the shared album gets an alert that new photos have been added. And the photos I added. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I didn't know what to do. I just deleted them and didn't say anything. And they got an alert. They definitely got an alert because this man's they're been like, dead for like five oh years. Oh my gosh! Somebody found some pictures of <laughs> right? dad that we don't so have. And, yeah, they were for the slideshow. Yeah. And it's like, hey, my friend doesn't suck as bad as you think he does. <laughs> Hear me out. Right. They're like, what? Yes. I miss dad. Jesus, so I just, Corinne. I, Jesus. <laughs> I stopped putting them in folders. I was so horrified. I was like, I'm just gonna have to search for them on my fucking phone. It's for because <laughs> it's so even it's hard to get to the shared folders album anyway. It comes up first on mine. Beca what? How did you do that? I, I oh, this is why. It's because no, no, no. So when I click the photos, 
I say add to album. And then it asks like which album, but for whatever reason, the first thing that pops up is add to shared album. And I just haphazardly clicked it and I only have one shared album. Okay. This Dead Man's Memories. Wait. I don't know, but I did it. Why don't you archive that album? Because you're How not... do you do that? Maybe you'll teach me after the podcast. What if you just said something really mean to everybody on there? Like, guys, let's be honest. We're never going to use this again. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to remake this into uh, still photos of the 93 bulls. <laughs> it's terrible. Corinna's left the conversation. Oh, No, gosh. I love the man. But I just, this was an accident and I am quite horrified. Oh, yeah. man. Um, but I will, has left the I conversation do... should be our spinoff podcast. Yeah. Because leaving the conversation mm-hmm. is the te- technological fuck you. Period. You, well, it, just, it just is. Like, you cannot... There's, it just means that everybody on this thread, I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth. And I don't want you to know what's coming out of my mouth. There's no... Can you walk around the fact that you're leaving a conversation? No. But there's like... I mean, every now and then someone will throw me on like an Instagram. Those DM, don't and, count. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is uninteresting. I, You have the move is you have to leave the conversation right in the beginning. If you hang in there for a few weeks and you get like, then it's way worse. If you just leave in the very beginning, people just assume, oh, she doesn't like group talks. Right. And especially the person that posted last in there. Yes. Whatever. It's a direct what, yeah, insult. That, that's direct. They're going to feel that. And, and, and also the other thing is once you leave, you've now basically set up. A text group for of people f- to, to talk, talk shit, shit about, about you. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So it says, "We yeah, you can't, you can't do that." But speaking of people uh, talking, sliding into DMs. What you got? Well, yeah, somebody slid into my DMs. Okay, uh, it was a fan. Yeah. Um, it was a him, and uh, we were talking, and I'm glad we get a chance to organically uh, talk about this. We had just had your friend Eliza on DBL. Yes. Uh, she was amazing. We mm-hmm. had her uh, back. We've had her back since. And this was her first appearance. And we brought her on. Full disclosure, this is when the, all the Trump stuff was first starting to come out. Right. And we're just trying to figure out, like, is this a legit case? What is this case? Right. What does this well, mean? We're all dumb, basically, is what it was. So I'm just, like, asking questions like, what, you know, what what is fraud, you know, yeah. wire fraud, whatever he's being charged with. And I got a message uh, because basically I was just saying on the show, this is not a slam dunk case. You know, it's kind of like hush money. And it's hard to say, like, if you paid off a prostitute for me so that my girl didn't find out, it'd be hard to prove that. You could just be like, hey, I just gave this woman money just because I just felt like it's hard to prove mm-hmm. like that. I, obviously, that's what you were doing, but it's hard to prove that in court bound a reasonable doubt. So I was just like, oh, it's not a slam dunk case. And because I I said that benign statement, here's what uh, my my new BFF wrote. Uh, his name is James A. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And it says at 2.29 p.m. So this is afternoon rage. Oh, oh. You damn stupid ass. Quit defending that damn motherfucking Trump and kissing his ass, you dumb alcoholic repub oh. retard. Oh, wow. <laughs> Alcoholic. Yeah, I threw that in there. Wish DBL would fire your damn ass, comma, send you packing, no period. Yeah. I mean, you know the response is, always nice to meet a fan. Well, I did. I did. <laughs> you did? <laughs> Corinne. <laughs> oh, please. I don't I, even I know why I'm telling the master how to write something. So at that was at 229. So at 310, I wrote my man James back. I had a little time. I said... uh James, language. 
<laughs> this is a little out of line. I've never been accused of defending Trump. So this is a first. At 45, I don't get a lot of those. So thank you. My point was simple. Trying to prove beyond a reasonable doubt in the eyes of the court money was spent by a third party, Michael Cohen, was intended to go to Stormy Daniels is difficult, especially since Michael Cohen is a two-time convicted felon and Stormy Daniels is a porn star. The most upsetting part about all this is that because I'm just I, I'm just finding out I I I I I wasn't totally aware that Trump wasn't like I don't know when <laughs> like when did he stop being president <laughs> like someone there was these basketball players and Jill Biden invited one to the house and I was like oh are they still in office I mean I'm so confused but this is upsetting because Michael Cohen is clearly a Jew and we don't usually yeah. go to prison this is upsetting oh, uh, Trump's other lawyer Alan Weisselberg went to jail too Weisselberg right? definitely a Jew yeah he went to Rikers. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know. So, I don't think we. I mean, I would persevere in jail, but I'm a special. Yeah, one. you're. You. I'm a chosen one. You if have you will. a gift. <laughs> yeah. You have a gift. Okay, go on. Uh oh. I so just got really upset that the, <laughs> this Michael. Remember when I said the other day with the dermatologist, I said the most common name of all time is Eric Cohen. Yes. Well, this is second most common. Wow, and it's also not common to to not know somebody that's unfortunately being forced to follow the Trump saga as it goes into year eight. I really, I'm. Jealous of you? Yeah, I, 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 it's, it, it's wonderful because I really don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's always like a surprising because I have it muted everywhere. So every now and then, I'll, someone will talk about it or it'll come across on the TV while I'm at the gym, and I'm like, oh, Trump was fucking a high class hooker. Like I, I actually don't mind that at all. I, I don't like the man, but I really have no problem with my president. At, it, it, just, it just I have hit no me. problem. <laughs> it just hit me that you have the same knowledge of the world that like an astronaut would. <laughs> yeah, I do. Where like they're like the Cubs won the World Series, and so yeah. it's like just the highlights. Uh-huh. Like you, just, but it's like other than that, you're just in the cosmos, which is I think why you look so young and feel so young, and you still enjoy life. I'm so ignorant. Is it like because it's it's stuff that makes people mad that they can't do anything about? Yeah, and it's like it doesn't make me mad because I'm dead inside. But I think a lot of people they take. <laughs> They really ride with this, and they're like, it's this dude. Yeah. And so, like, th- this is me just asking Eliza, like, do you think they have a case? And he's like, you Republican? Yeah. I'm like, sir. Alcoholic. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so I go, um, a two-time, uh, twice-convicted felon and a porn star. Her job shouldn't make a difference, but uh, sadly, uh, it will with uh, some in the eyes of the public. Let me ask you, when do you go from porn star to hooker? If she's getting paid for sex, she's a hooker. You have to film it. Yes. So that's the caveat. Right. If she filmed her and Trump having sex, then it's porn. Right. Not high class hooker. And then I think if you I got no problems with either, to be clear. If you film it, then it's not prostitution. What a great why wouldn't every prostitute just film it? I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people visiting prostitutes don't want that recorded. But not everybody is is Peter North with it. Some people are just a guy in a sexless marriage or a guy that's... uh, I mean... You know, when I was a kid, I wanted, I was very nervous about scalping tickets. We've, we've reviewed that I, I'm yes. not good at doing illegal things in general, but I wanted to, we had these crazy seats that my sorority got for, uh, and we were a championship football team at UF, and I never wanted to go to the games, because you know I can't stand sitting through a game, mm-hmm. and these were very, it's a lottery, and our sorority box was just a really good box, also my sorority. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I had nice boxes. Yeah. Um, so I was like really interested in selling, and my, my, someone explained to me that, what you do is you stand there on the corner and you, you go, you know, I'd like to sell you this pencil for $400, this ticket for face value. 
And so I would always sell the ticket with like another item thinking that was going to get me out of getting because people got arrested. People got clipped fucking left and right at Florida for selling tickets. It was a huge deal. I don't know why. What? I mean, you'd think the, you know, the amount of, of, you know, why can't I think of the GHB? That's the drug I was looking for. I mean, right. there's a lot of problems in Florida, but for whatever reason, the cops were real focused on getting college students who were selling tickets. Yeah. So I always sold it with like a random item. So anyways, I'm thinking about, cause you know, that's where my mind goes. I, if I start prostituting, I will definitely, I will mandatory record everything. If, wow, it's like if if somebody is a lawyer and listening, like let us know does that work because I, I know, know prostitutes will be like, I'm not a prostitute. I accept two hundred roses. Right. Well, that's how they sold uh, always in all the bars. You must know this in L.A. It's there's the the guy that has the the roses and it's for cocaine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, so I go on to say quickly. Uh, I was doing my job, which was to ask an expert, the attorney, what we, the public, should be aware of, as as prosecuting a former sitting president is unprecedented. The alcoholic comment was <laughs> semi hilarious. Republicard, however, didn't work. Mm. It's a one word word salad. Next time, and this is just a suggestion, use both full words and maybe put the R word in all caps for effect. <laughs> or maybe don't because it's a republic it's a repugnant word that is sure to ostracize you from the people that agree with you that I do in fact suck. Finally, I'm a comic that talks on live TV. Being fired is always on the table. So fingers crossed. Yes. It's not great for you that they still employ me, but the good news is it's opening day weekend. Who's your team? Silver Linings. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go relapse at an airport Chili's. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but I just want to re- relapse at the saddest place I could think of. All the best. <laughs> that is, the, that's my favorite thing ever. The idea of like, I'm going yeah. to go to the airport to relapse yeah. there. <laughs> just like, like at the pre-gate, you know, pre-security. Oh, that's, that's that, the worst. That, that's Anytime for I real see drunks. anyone sitting there, I'm like, what are you doing? Do you not have the anxiety I do that like, I will relax once I'm through fucking security and near my gate. No, no, no. You're just chilling. They're, they're not chilling. You know what it is? That means they couldn't go any further without a drink. <laughs> that That's is what, what that means. means. That means that you can't, because a normal person be like, yo, there's a bar down the street from my spot. The bartender's waiting on us. We drink free all night. They. That's what normal people would do. Yeah. This person is like, I cannot get my rental car until I get two more <laughs> scotch doubles down me. All right. Now shut up. Did I ever tell you that one time I was doing a, this back uh, when I was flying through Charlotte all the time, and uh, they, on Sundays, you know, it's the South, mm. and you forget, uh, a lot of people don't realize, especially if you're not in the the lounge, the airport has to adhere to whatever dumb Sunday drinking laws that state has. Right. So you just had me and the other drunks all sitting at a bar that could not serve us till like 1130 uh-huh. or whatever on a Sunday. Football's on, grown men drinking orange juice because they won't let us drink. Travesty. And so, like, I sat there for half an hour. So as soon as it was, like, 10.30 or 11 hit, like, they, she was ding, like, ding, okay. Ding. And just everybody just sat up, like, all the alcoholics are like, we can't even lie about what this is. And, I, you know, my flight was was coming. So I go, uh, let me get a shot of tequila and uh, a double kettle rock soda with a couple of limes. And this black woman, she just goes, oh, honey. 
<laughs> she was so sad for me. She's like, oh, I'm like, look, don't judge me because you didn't let us drink. Now I yeah. have to embarrass yeah. myself because I, they're calling my gate. I, I I famously went to my one of my best guy friend Nazar's wedding. And uh, fun story. I feel That's like I say that. That's a great name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nazar. I went to his wedding and he, he organized this like incredible house in, I always forget, is it Cape Cod? It's somewhere in Rhode Island. What's his famous... New, Newport? New, yes, that. Mm-hmm. Correct. So it was... <laughs> For anybody listening, uh, she pointed her finger in my face yeah. like a, a drill sergeant in one of those at-risk youth camps. <laughs> Correct, sir. You you, you get to the front of the child line today. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So I was flying in and I was like super excited because we had this huge mansion. There was like 28 of us staying in it. And funny enough, there were all couples except for me and one other guy. So they were like, you guys have to share a room. And I was like, fine, whatever. But my flight got delayed. And then like, it was a bitch to get an Uber. I was like super delayed, super, super late. And I was pissed because I only had like a couple nights with like my best college friends. Right. And so, and I really don't go to weddings. This is an exception because this is a very special group of people. So I go and um, I I do what exactly what you did. I just, I start drinking like I'm going to the electric chair because I got to catch up. Yes. I got to catch up. And that's not good. So I'm at his rehearsal dinner. I don't remember anything. I um, I projectile vomited everywhere at the house. Like I was in the middle of telling a story, like as I do. And I just started throwing up. I, Please tell me you timed it with something in the story. And like, I don't, then I fell into a garbage dump so, and it was like oh wait, in, <laughs> something. In all, in all fairness, somebody was passing around a joint and I don't smoke weed. But like if I'm drunk enough, I'll kind of say yes to stuff. And I took a few hits and I am highly allergic to those two things combined. It makes me vomit. But I, I didn't. Now I know that. Um, but what happened is they, they tried to put me to bed. And then I like like a child, like he's uh, he. One of my guy friends was like, all right, so you threw up all over like two people and then like all over the floor. All oh, over you the threw up table. on people? Yeah. Oh, because you were probably holding it together yeah. right up until the last second. I was in the middle of telling a story at the foot of the table, like standing up, everyone is sitting, and then I just throw up on like the two closest people on the table. And then they they like get me to like go to the bedroom where I'm supposed to sleep. And then I pop out 15 minutes later like, hey, guys. And then I throw up again. (laughs) And so I woke up in so much vomit. I don't even know how I vomited that much. And the poor guy that's sharing the room with me has to sleep in the room that stinks like vomit. Yeah, he was a good sport. Oh, my good. Cheers okay. to Yvonne. You're a good sport. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I want to back up a little bit and just ask some questions for the listeners. Uh-huh. Okay, now – you you are. I really it, injected some fun into this wedding. I gotta say, you did, and I mean, yeah. you gave some all these boring people something to talk about. Well, they're so not boring, but and wait, okay, here's my first mm-hmm. question. When you say because uh, no joke, you are one of the most like you can hold I you can. you can hold it's, your it was your, the fucking joint, and that's coming from a dude that could hold it. Mm-hmm. You, you can see. hold it. So what are we talking about? Time length and volume and right. products. I what have are, what photos. Scotch, oh. vodka, shots. Oh, that's the thing. So I do have preferences in alcohol, but when I'm like, you know, the destination is drunk, mm-hmm. I am just like, who's got what? Like, what's the, the quickest thing I can get my hands on? Mm-hmm. So I started you out when I- put on your Florida Gators t-shirt like one more time. We're going to ride <laughs> yeah. for the Gipper. <laughs> I <laughs> I, uh, I know I started at his at, at, the, at the house because we had to like, you know, get like Instacart or whatever. You what know. time is this? I think it was probably like eight. Everyone else was there from like four o'clock on. So I get there at eight and I was like, 
one large glass of vodka, please. And I just... Oh, no. Yeah. And I was fine, though. And then I get to the rehearsal dinner. And now, you know, there's like a cute little cocktail menu and there's champagne. And I was like, straight. I want to say I went to whiskey and I was just glass after glass of whiskey. Why did you do that? I don't. I like the taste of whiskey better than the taste of vodka, especially like. But I, you've committed already. I know. I know. I was already in too deep. It's like a person just gets married to a totally different woman a month later, and they're like, "That's illegal and crazy." And it's like, but I also like Corinne. Yeah. Like you just said it. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, normal. Yeah. Th- I married her because I like her too. Uh-huh. No, you got married to vodka. Right. At I eight. know. I should have. I should have just sucked it up, but I didn't. So I, you know, proceeded to. I took an Adderall, and then I didn't eat anything at the rehearsal, and I was just having the time of my life. Everything was going fine. And then, you know, everything was not so fine when we got to the house. And by the way, you know, obviously the groom and his wife weren't staying at the house. The house was the party house. Right. So he gets the next morning, like, all these photos and all, like, he's like, oh, nice job, Kaplan. Like, this is heading into my wedding day, what I needed. I do like <laughs> yeah. I do like that he handled it well. He did. He did. And he wasn't a groomzilla, like, this is my special day. It's like, dude. You know your friends. They came here to rip it up. Hey, mm-hmm. it's all good. Now, my other question, and you get because I wasn't figuring out a way to ask this, but was this a party house? No, it was a super fucking fancy house that we destroyed. Were any attempts to get food in you so you would have lasted longer? Or you were good right up until you weren't? I had such... I mean, I have, like, a legendary status of being, like, an incredible drinker. Like, I... You know, there's there's something called the beam team on at one of the fraternities, and you have to drink a full. I always screw up the measurement of Jim Beam in order to be on the beam team, and like it's really hard to get on the beam team. And like I just casually did it, and was like, I don't know if you have, do you have any girl spots on the beam team. Like I'm a pretty adept yeah. drinker. It was just like I don't, I cannot. That's why I do not mess with weed. Probably empty stomach too, and just we because your stomach's always kind of empty. You're never yes. rolling in somewhere with like a that. Now that I said that, it makes your accomplishments that much more. Okay. It's like when you found out that somebody set like the NBA scoring record with a like a a torn ligament, right. where you're like, "Wow, that was impressive!" Just uh-huh. without even knowing, you never have food in your stomach. Not usually. So your alcohol is just going straight to the stomach line and like VIP, like <laughs> like with just a bouncer. Yeah. Just you just walk past the line yes. and you're like, "I'm right." That's really impressive. Thank like you. I. I I, you know, I wish I could drink with you one more time. I think James Allen wishes mm, I could drink with you one more does. time. He does. Well, he thinks you do drink at that, with me. At that airport, Chili's in the sky. Um, Can we go back to the president for a second? Because I have this, I just want to brag about this and I have like nowhere else to do this. And like, it's just not, it's not, it's only interesting because the president's, I don't know. I, to me, no, I don't, it's like so uninteresting to talk about the president, but now I feel like everyone talks about presidents. So I, um, I want to give you a story of... My, I have one, one uh, presidential candidate that I know. Oh. Yeah. Current or former? Is there an election now? Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might be current. Is, there, is it possible? You would go great. You Honestly, I've never told anybody this. You would also thrive in Russia. Because <laughs> yeah. the elections don't matter. I, You're never so going to question uh, the politics. And the they have o- a ton of vodka. The only time I was interested is I found out this man was running. And I was like, oh, that's so crazy. So here's the story. So when I I, I dated uh, a guy who was like a, a Mormon, but he left the Mormon church. Uh, to become a kicker on the New York Giants. Okay. And that's how we met. 
because I associate with most of the Giants players. Yeah. So I was like, Who's and this the Rangers. Cute? Yeah, yes. of course. Let's not stop there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> most <laughs> so, of the AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I start dating this guy exclusively, actually. Oh. And um, we're dating and he has, I, I'm just going to say their names because otherwise it's not going to be interesting. His best, I mean, he went to BYU because he's Mormon. And his best friend growing up is Josh Romney, who is Mitt Romney's son. Mm. And because Mormons get married at a very young age, when they would come visit, he was already married. I mean, Owen and I were like 24 and his best friend Josh, same age, but he was already married and they are so good looking. I don't know if they're still married. I would assume so. But like this guy, Josh Romney and his wife, Jen, were like just two of the most beautiful looking people you've ever seen. And they invited us uh, to Boston to the Romney compound there. So I went and stayed and at night you, you, they were extremely respectful. I cannot say enough good things about all, but they don't drink. There's no, you know, it's all, they're very Mormon. So at night you go up to this room that's in like the, <clears throat> I don't know, if, like the loft, like the highest area of the house. And there's a massive book of Mormon and they open it and they read from it at night. Every night? Yeah. And so, um, so it was like, you know, we'd like to invite you guys to come you know, read from the book. And he's like, I know you're Jewish if you, if you don't want. And I was like, no, 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 I'm a free agent. Do your thing. Let me, let me see what this is about. Right. And he's he really... open it and say, don't smoke this, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's a callback from our right. last podcast. Right. Oh God. No, I did not mention that to him. Anyways, he was lovely. I didn't really think much of the situation at the time because he was just like, I don't know, fucking Senator. Or what, 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 yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Senator of Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's as bad as dating the kicker on the, the football team, you well, know? I mean, that... A senator is not the president, just like a kicker is not the quarterback. And so you hung out with Mitt Romney. Uh, yes, I prayed with him. I stayed at his house for several days. Uh, and then a couple years later, I see uh, he's on the ballot. <laughs> and I was like, shit, this man knows my name. If this guy gets elected, like, I've stayed at his house. Who could say that? Oh my goodness! Well, I can Did say you see that, that coming? because okay. I met Mitt Romney. That's no, the one up. candidate no. I've ever met. I swear to God, on my grandmother's no. life. But isn't he so attractive? I didn't think that. <laughs> I was so just handsome. shocked, and I still have a picture. It's one of my first. It's probably see. He was. I didn't think to take a picture because he was just a senator. Right? No, he was. He had already lost to Obama at this. Okay, point. Okay. Well, then you knew at least. But you see. Okay, so I ask you. I want to hear a story, but I ask you: Is there an election? And will he run? Because isn't his name thrown around? I don't know. He's not going to run. He's done. Well, maybe I could convince him. Yeah, I, he doesn't have much of a fan base. Seeing that they tried to kill him on January 6th, I think he's like, oh. I, I can't rely on you people. Uh. But yeah, I saw, I met Rip, Mitt Romney. I, I, one of the few times I was flying out of Burbank in L.A. And mm-hmm. I had to go through Salt Lake City somewhere I was going. And I never do that. Never route through Salt yeah. Lake City. And I never fly to Burbank. I fly to LAX. And so the Burbank, uh, the the Salt Lake City Airport, like, is kind of small and just chill, and what it's what you think the Salt Lake City Airport would be. I mean, not anymore. It's not. They have a new airport that's horrendous. Um, but yes, is it, they, is it big now? Oh, it's a massive. This was like a small. Chill I know airport. it was a pleasant airport, and you could get your rental car and get out of there within like thirty right. minutes. Nothing. By the way, that's when you know you're in a small city when you can walk out, yes. out of the Avis and your car is like out There's of no, the double doors. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Mitt Romney, I come out of the bar, of course. And Mitt Romney is just standing in line at the uh, like for um, business class because it's such a small plane. I don't even uh-huh. know if there's first. 
And I kept staring at him, and I, I turned to this dude. I was like, is that Mitt Romney? He goes, yeah, I know, because I voted for that dude. And I was like, word. So I just walked over, and I was like, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, yeah, just don't make a big deal of it. So I will, well, I'll send you the picture. We yeah, will post we'll it. Post it. It's, it's probably from 2014. It's one of my first, probably, 10 Instagram photos oh, of all wow. time. Like, that's how new Instagram yeah, was, yeah. that it's like, I, the picture's terrible. I have a weird haircut. I'm like 20 pounds heavier than I am now. It's just a weird, that was like old drinking out. But uh, yeah, shout out to Mitt Romney, man nice of the guy. people. Yeah. The Mormons are so nice that it's, you keep expecting like, what are y'all doing? And they're not doing anything. I've done cruises where it's all Mormon. Mm-hmm. And you could, you've never lied, girl. The, as a they're so people, Jesus they're so attractive. I don't even understand how it's. There's not. There's not a bald one. There's not a fat one. I mean, they're just attractive. Right. Really attractive. Because, and I know there's that whole like thing with like, oh, they don't mix gene pools or whatever. But doesn't that well, usually then that it should re- be resulting in eyes too far apart? Right. That's what I'm saying. Shit. How do they get around the whole? There's enough of them, I guess. I don't know. I think maybe the ones that have like the four or five wives, they don't hang out in Salt Lake City. No, I no, think no, they're they like in the outskirts. Yeah, they're in St. George. Yeah, any anytime you need to go behind a rock to start your yeah. family, yeah. they're doing something <laughs> shady back there. Oh, that's a great documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there, there's a bunch. I didn't realize like how because I, I always used to be like, how did these Mormon dudes have so much money? A lot of them use the dudes. Because, the, like, they want the daughters. Yeah. So the dudes, it's like the reverse Game of Thrones uh, yeah. where they just, like, they want the daughters because then the dudes Has trade to... the daughters to each other. Uh-huh. So they're like, oh, Al, I see you. Your 18-year-old's are 18. It will say that. Yeah. Your 18-year-old is looking good. And I'm like, yeah, man, your, your oldest Valerie, she's pretty too. And there's just a little... It's, but yeah, yeah, the yeah. dudes, they're like, what can we do with these? So they teach them how to do construction early, and that's why they have so much money. You can't compete with them because uh, they they're built they're expert craftsmen and they work for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'll do because I was watching like uh, Sister Wives or whatever. I was like, how does this dude with a white I, dude perm have yeah. four cribs with a wall around uh-huh. it? I'm like, how does this dude? There was like, he's a businessman. I'm like, businessman. I would love to know how they got like figured out to make that show. Like, how did they find Cody? I mean, I was really into it in the beginning. It's it, I haven't watched it in a long time just because, like, after we all got Netflix and whatever, I don't even know where it exists. Right. Um, but when they brought the new uh, hot wife in, I was, uh, it was very exciting. But well, now she's not hot anymore either. Yeah, there's a because there's a cloud of sad you're walking into, which is the other three wives. Where they're just like, yeah, I remember when I was you. Uh-huh. They're like, uh, yeah, we got the, a new, new fish toy. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're real women's lockup with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Seeking Sister Wife for a while with the black couple. There's a black one? Yes. I didn't know they make them in black. Yeah, they do. Well, you know, and it's not even the Mormon. Uh, It's just the open marriage. And it's usually just the dude. There's actually, because they follow like, I don't know, over the course of three seasons, they follow maybe three or four couples. And two or three of the four are black. But it's weird because, you know, I always thought if you're going to have sister wives or whatever, you had to make some dough, have a crib for each one of them. But other people are like, yo, you're going to be next to Lenny's room. And like, there's... there's, uh It, everything, all you need is one person. They'd be like, I'm down. And they, they're they like, some of the women coming in are like low level fine. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, like this, like, and the guys are like, yeah, I'm a, a basketball coach in middle school and I, I fix up old tow trucks. And you're like, what? Like, they're not like these incredibly high powered well, dudes. Yeah. I mean, they're also, you're right that they live in nice places, but they usually don't, like, they're not, they're not wearing Gucci. They're not, no one's got, 
you know. Yeah. Well, I have a proposal for you. Okay. Go for it. Let me hear it. Me and my girl want to make you our sister wife. Oh. No sex. We just want you in the house. Wow. I think sounds- I think we could coexist as a one leg of the triangle has sex. <laughs> the other two don't. But what's my purpose in the house just to be like you're, extra conversation you're like the most fun person we've ever met so it just be it's strictly a one-sided but hey we'll cut those bills in half right, you know right. what i'm saying i mean there is something to be said for that yeah so i look i'll consider it okay well thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. all right what else you got for us okay today? so um i have a bunch of things i wanted to i'm gonna be a little all over the place here but that's how we love it i know um i have a couple of patrons wrote in with different things that i just think are fun and I thought we would address them. So first and foremost, we have our very first ever bang or buy from a patron. It's catching on because people love it as much as I do. Yeah, we want do you, hear you guys- it in my voice. I'm excited. I love these. I love to think about stuff like this. We totally want you guys to write in and let us weigh in on your own banger buys. So this is what he said. He said, banger buy down under edition. Please meet Nick, six foot three, IT sales, looking for a monogamous relationship. So we're We're starting strong, people. Then we take a look at his Instagram. He's seven months deep into van life. What a cute euphemism for unemployed. But when we get to Nick's Q&A portion of Hinge, and that's where things start to become unhinged, (laughs) quite literally. Please review and answer me one question. Do I bang or buy? And then he wrote in parentheses, I do it all for the story, right? So now I'm going to enlighten you with what this guy's profile said. So he said... First, under let's make sure we're on the same page about relationships are about closeness with an element of distance. I like to be in a team, but my space helps me play the best, (laughs) have interests and friends. Okay, the grammar's terrible. He makes no sense. I like relationships are about closeness with an element of distance. That's That's what I'm talking about. That's really kind of your thing. That's really my thing. Maybe you might be knocking on that van door. Yeah, I'm out on the van life. The van life is so whack. I'm so done with this. Like, I'm a free spirit. I got to go out there and see the world. There's nothing out there. It's I, hotels. And do you want to go to the beach? Okay. But don't. I hate when people like no, look at the beach and ponder things. No. Shut up, dude. You're not thinking any deeper because you're staring at water that's next to dirt. Who cares? Stop acting like that's where all your good thoughts come from. I mean, we went over this on one of the last episodes. I went out with a guy who was incredibly tall but he also put in his profile he was retired and i was like it's so incredible he's like my, my age and he's retired so when i get to dinner he picks a nice spot we start you know talking and i immediately i'm like what is it that you do that you're retired and he's like well i um i don't know what the proper word is for this but he like exchanges goods on amazon and so he said a I, wholesaler like he's like i figured out uh, like some things that Amazon doesn't sell like a lot of and there was no there was like a market for it but no supply and so he chose like plumbing supplies mm. it feels like there's plenty of those but some kind of or like water drain something like that something related to that I'm already bored I know but I was like but I'm still like okay I'm just trying to retire like as soon as possible right. so what tell me and he's like so I found he goes I I got a wholesaler in like another country to produce these, I he said he he did a project where he said you can ask like inventors, artists, whatever on this platform. You can give like three people will submit their offers to you, and whichever one you pick, you have to like then pay them to do the project. So he three people submit. He picks a guy, and he's never met the guy, but he's been working with with him now for like eight years. 
And he produces this product and then he just resells it on Amazon and he makes like a chunk of change. Not a chunk. I mean, I don't know. He makes like $18 per. I mean, I don't know. This was bizarre. But he's explaining. And I am deep in the story. Like, what can I sell? Well, can you give me the name of the the, like? Because, you know, this is free to ask, solicit these ideas from inventors of like what you want. Like, can you make a pipette? Whatever the, Mm. you know. So he tells me all of this, and then I said, um, you know, so I I referenced, I think he, I feel like he lived in Longmont. I was like, you know, where where do you live? And and he was like, well, I live in my, uh, fuck, what's the, what's the silver thing that you think of Matthew McConaughey in? It looks like a goddamn oh, tin can. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, an RV. No, it's but called. But it's like a, a house bubble. Yeah, it's just, it's called being poor. Uh, we interviewed McConaughey and he was in that. Yeah. That's yeah. like the only, I mean, the idea is you have a mansion, then you have that to travel with. That's all he had. And he was like 6'6", six, six, and he was living in that thing. And he mentioned that he had a German Shepherd. So that's what's going on can in this tomato soup funk can. In there? Can you imagine Ugh. the shoe funk with the dog breath against the window, metal but tin also, can? Imagine this. So you gross. are retired, which means, I mean, when he, I could retire too if I wanted to live like that. Right. But, but. He's retired, so he's not doing anything all day. So he's just shuffling around. I mean, I don't even think he can stand up in the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if at the very least, if I'm retired, I'd love a mansion where I could play pool. I could, you know, I got things to do. Why would I want to live in yeah. that shoebox? I'd be like, hey, guys, I'll see you in Central America. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. I yeah. would be kicking it in Panama with a, a dead car, like former dealer's mm-hmm. mansion. I didn't even say the Airstream. C word. Yeah. got it. Oh, that's what they're Airstream. called. Okay. Shit, man. It's been a while since I've told that story. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I'm. Mm. Oh, so let me get back to. Jeez, I've lost and, my train of thought. Well, while you're doing that, I just want to tell everybody really quickly. Stop. It's the 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 old trend was ditch your day job, the big resignation, go get out there and see the world and uh, have a dove land on your hand and realize that the world is all one. That's over now. The, the adults are back in the room. Right. Go to work. See your therapist. Try and catch a workout every day and find somebody that you can tolerate. But I'm so tired of this free spirit. I First of all, I've done that life, mm-hmm. but I was getting paid. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's Sleeping uh, yeah. in random beds every night and eating p- food with a plastic knife and fork like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> it sucks after a while. So, uh, And I did fun stuff and it still sucks. So don't tell me. I did the whole East Coast. Yeah, that means that you drove a lot through just nothing. So uh, unless you're escaping something, stop with that. Go do something fun. I yeah. I, or volunteer. It's not for me. Van life is certainly not for me. Um, he then goes on to say, my most con- controversial opinion is. We are using up our resources. Humans are the result of genetic tampering. Gods and aliens are interchangeable. The end is nigh, but it will be okay. <laughs> so um, yeah. This Unabomber. Uh-huh. So, what do you say? Bang or bye. Now, he's good looking. I saw the photos and he's 6'3". But you got all of this okay, going on. Okay, before I give a snap judgment, because mm-hmm. I'll listen back and be like, I didn't hear what she said. So, just read the last mm-hmm. f- five sentences, please. We are using up our resources. Humans are the result of genetic tampering. Gods and aliens are interchangeable. The end is nigh, but it will be okay. Okay, he's like a... That's not a Unabomber. That's a person that thinks that they're in a cult where they're going to drink the 
the Kool-Aid and then they're going to catch the comet on the way. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Haley's the Haley's, yeah. yeah. The Haley's bot uh-huh. people, whatever. That's what that is. We, gods and aliens are in. This is this is just a, a mistake. And like, well, you know, whatever he has named for us for his God is going to come get us. So the the. First time you have dinner at his house, he will poison your wine and then he'll tell you and be like, good news. We're going to go see Yakuba soon. And you're like, oh, no, no, you cannot. No, you cannot engage with that. Look, it crazy can't be dealt with. It's like the Terminator. It can't be reasoned with. It's going to keep coming after you. Yeah. And she needs to be very wary. It's you, a dude, dude on dude. Yeah. Oh, this, dude mm-hmm. d- doesn't matter. That's the best thing about my advice. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it matter. definitely doesn't matter. You need to be very careful, my friend, because once, and this is what I always worry about with social media and what I always talk about on the show with like when a famous person calls out like a not, like when Lizzo called out uh, that Uber driver for dropping her food off late. It's like Lizzo goes on with her life and she gets to be Lizzo. That person is going to get flooded with crazy people. Like 15,000 people are going to tell her to kill herself. 10,000 oh, people will say, I'm going to kill you. Oh, will be Googleable yes. by that information That forever. will be forever. 5,000 will be like, here's, I know where you live. 100 mm-hmm. will be like, here's a screenshot of where you live and I know where you work and I know what your kids look like. And five of those people might come. And that's what, out of 15 thousand crazy Lizzo fans that are insane, mm-hmm. which everybody, if you have fans, you have insane fans, five will be on, you can't lose them. And that's the kind of person that you can't just like, yeah. me, me or Corinne, you could lose us real quick. Like a couple like unanswered texts, we'd be like, got it, bro. You it's- know, but like some people are not going away. And if you, Corinne, he might think he's another entity. And like, if if he wants to take you with him, my friend listening or any of us, just understand that he will. Like people get killed, dude, yeah. from crazy people you meet. I would say that if you were to go this route, you use an alias. You don't use your real name. You use a Google number if you need to exchange numbers. You don't tell them where you live. Can you tell if it's a Google number? If you call it, I think you can. Like, Because oh. <laughs> the ring sounds weird. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm trying to remember if that's ever – no one's ever given me a – fake Google number, at least not in recent memory. But I feel like there is a way, like, it, It I think after it rings a certain amount of times, it says, like, this, I'm, I mean, I'm not positive. But mm. there is there is a way to tell that it's a Google number, I don't think. There was a period of time where people had, like, three phones. Mm-hmm. Like, friends I knew that, like, they had, like, a... There was a song, two phones. Yeah. What song was that? It was a rap song. I got two phones. No. I love that, but I'm sure it was. <laughs> but, like, I love, yeah, I think I kind of remember that, but I got to look it up uh-huh. now. Yeah, I just, there used to be a time phone. when there were like two or three phones people would have in the bat phone. But now I feel like I don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? Is that this the Google number effect? <sighs> Shit, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, there's just things you don't see. That used to be the thing. Was like, I would have a homegirl come and just like put three phones on a thing. Mm-hmm. But like, anyways, it works crazy. And it wasn't yeah. crazy to have. Yeah. And they'd be three like different, like Verizon, well, Nextel. I, I did work for a company that insisted if I wanted them to pay my cell phone bill, they had to take over my number. So uh, that or I had two phones. That's what an old black man that's like going to pay your rent would say. Like, listen, girl, I'll get your phone. Mm-hmm. Right, I get to check your text. That's right. Uh-huh. And I was so cheap that I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I really regretted it. Why? 
Well, they were privy to anything I did if they wanted to be. Well, I would say get a second phone, but then you just keep your original. Yeah. Yeah, no. I ended up quitting and so that was the end of that. Yes. And they're like, guess who has all your I phone records? Get, I know. I had to get that number back from them. Lots was... of texts at 3.34 in the morning. That's weird. <laughs> Hate for those to get leaked. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a random um, funny Facebook marketplace. So as you guys know, I love Facebook. It's the only – it's the only – App? What would you call it? Not, yeah, app, I guess. That's the only thing you call it. it okay, well, I, what? What else would you call it? Because I go to it's it on not my... A, it's I not go, a solid building. You go, Are you no, going no. to Facebook every day? Website, because I go okay. to it on my laptop. Do you go to Facebook on your laptop? I do. You're such a crazy person. <laughs> I've never... That would never... Yeah. I prefer it on my laptop. <laughs> I would never... That would never, first of all, to go to Facebook, uh, something has to be happening. But, I, but like to just be like, nah, I'm the www.interwebs.facebook.dos. Oh my God. But I don't go there to look at, I don't go there to look at people's like statuses. I go there for express purpose of looking at some of my favorite sites, one of which is the buy and sell marketplace. Okay. And I, every now and then, come across really fun shit on there. I'm and you know it's, it's just a front for stolen Porsche oh, pirates. I don't even care if that's the case. I mean, I've sold things on there that weren't stolen. I mean, I I sold stuff on there. I, I mean, one would say that I took my life in my hands by getting someone to come to my, I live alone, to my home to pick up stuff during the pandemic when I was trying to sell. I was trying to sell my workout equipment. But, like, I was selling, like, a set of four-pound dumbbells for, like, you know, twelve dollars, and I had I was soliciting multiple offers. Like I to, trying to run the number up. Yeah. I bought sixteen. You know, yeah. the most embarrassing thing ever when I sold, I sold a rug that was in my living room. I was getting a new rug, and I just I was like, I just I I will try and sell anything. I think it's fun, and so I wanted. It's like very. Um, it's a clean rug, but it's sun, like the sun-stained parts of it. Right. So, like, it's really not usable. But I, I didn't make that clear. Anyways, when we meant to make the exchange, we were I, – I always do it through um, Venmo. And when it's somebody that's not in your contact list, so the girl is like, okay, um, I need the last four digits of your phone number, you know, so that she can pay me. Right. And I give them to her and – and she's like, it's not working. And I was like, I don't understand. Why isn't it working? And she's like, I don't know. And you guys, I forgot my fucking phone number. And I've had it since college. I forgot it. I just, I don't know. I don't use my own phone number that often. So I gave her, I twisted one of the digits. And it was so embarrassing. And yeah. so then I go, I'm sorry, I just got this phone. <laughs> it's not true. I've had it since literally college. Yeah, that's super weird. You would say I just got this number. So that's how you know yeah. you lied. Uh, yeah, and you don't look like a person that's like going through phones no. that's, or numbers. Yes, that's uh, that's. It was so embarrassing. It's why, like, I is it more embarrassing than going to Facebook on a laptop? No, on a desktop. On the desktop. Oh my I mean, god! And that my company can definitely see. Um, okay, so what I found was for seventy five dollars, it is a sex positioning pillow. I have a blue microfiber Liberator Intimate Sex Positioning Pillow in the carrier case for sale. It's been in storage, but it's in great condition and delivers a divine incline for deeper penetration and G-spot navigation. It's the perfect combination of support and comfort. I have cleaned it and sanitized it. There are no stains, and it comes from a smoke-free home. <laughs> now, I want to know who's been... 75 is a lot, and the picture of it, it just looks like a neck pillow. The, let me see it, because oh, I'm about picture. to tell you... Something crazy. 
You have a sex positioning no, pillow? No, <laughs> no. But it, this story is... I don't it, have the picture. I saw it, though. It was just like a triangle blue microfiber pillow. $75 used. How much is it fucking not used? Yeah, I think they're expensive. And, you know, this is this is the crazy thing it, with just you saying that and just like my life coming full circle. Uh, when my dad was obviously still alive, but definitely like he was getting older and he wasn't like as sharp as he used to be. You thought you'd get him a sex pillow? No, even deeper than that. He calls me, he goes, uh, God, this is so crazy. Cause I've never told anybody this. Cause I think I probably told my ex-wife this. Cause I was like, yo, it's crazy. We were married at the time. And my dad calls me and I'm just driving. It's like four in the afternoon, just regular weekday. He goes, uh, do you know a factory where I could get a number of pillows made? And I was like, what? Like, we've never, my dad was a lawyer. Like, we never discussed this. He's like 72 at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, yeah, no. I go, what's up? And he goes, well, I have an idea for a design, and I'm just going to need to make a mass number of them. And I was like, well, a lot of times what you we'll do start is- start a prototype. Yeah, I was like, well, to get a prototype, and then you can maybe- See if there's a market yeah, for Yeah, and then sell the yeah. idea or do it yourself, which I don't know if you want to do it 72. And so he goes, come over, and I'll show you the design. So I'm like, all right. Oh, my God. So uh, this is so weird. I, I'm ever telling- Because it wouldn't make any sense uh-huh. out of contact. So I go uh, to his crib, and my dad has sketched out uh, a pillow and- I s- <laughs> this is so bizarre. Above the design, it just said the bed pony. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way better Never No, I, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, y'all have to understand the reason I'm talking slowly is because I've never like allowed myself uh-huh. to think about this. The bed pony. The bed pony, and it was I'll basically t- like, uh, a pi- a pillow, but almost like a little bit. Harder than that, almost like f- hard foam, like. almost uh-huh. yeah. And it it was like uh, if you picture like a three dimensional triangle. So yeah, like the that's sa- what yeah, like. the sa- my dad was ahead of his time. <laughs> oh my god! Like my, that's one hundred percent what this looked like. Holy, because and, and he was like, it's for amputees, and it's like uh, we, we laugh but and to everything. Fuck, right? Yes. <laughs> The bed pony, what do you think else is for? Propping yourself up for to watch the people's court? I, I guess. Like, <laughs> I'm sure some people are using it like that the wrong way. Like, this thing in my back is makes it hard to watch TV. <laughs> so hard. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, my dad had invented, and I'll never forget this phrase. Wait. He goes, yeah, the only thing is, you know, it has to be made out of something you can wash or wash off. And I just mm. remember my dad saying that phrase to me, and I was mm. like, I can never unhear that. No. And it, my dad was ahead of his time with the bed pony. My I, dad told me that idea t- t- 11 or – my dad's been dead for six years. I so think in memoriam, like, we should start selling those. The bed pony. Put them on merch. It'll say my safe word is more. I think – I think I might still have the schematics. Oh, because oh. I saved all my dad's documents. Like I cleaned out my dad's place when when he passed away, and everybody uh, complains about oh my partner's OCD or I'm so OCD. My dad was really OCD. Cleaning out his place was easy peasy. Yeah, Everything is labeled, car insurance, will, mm-hmm. the soaps in the in the. Uh, in, in, in like the bathroom closet are like lined up like they would be at CVS, uh-huh. like with inventory. Yeah. It was like a spy lived in my dad's <laughs> crib. It was, I mean, such an organized human being, such a crazy, I'll tell you, crazy. Did I ever talk about when he went to jail? He went to jail? Yes. 
For what? We never Maybe talked. Maybe that's where I got the idea for the bed pony. Man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So this is, it's just like the story about how I met my sister. It's, it's sad, but I think it's, again, like why you and I, I think, are weirdly uh, designed well for this world because I don't expect any good from people for the mm-hmm. most part. I expect people to do what's be vengeful and do what's best for them. But anyway, long story short, my dad was a pretty famous lawyer in, in Cleveland for uh, his entire career, like a, a well-known, well-respected attorney. He had a place called Jackson and Jackson uh, Law Offices, uh-huh. uh, you know, with my uncle Gerald. And um, my dad practiced law for probably, uh, he started late. He started law school at like 40. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, like, my dad kicked it until he met my mom. And again, more proof that, like, I'm definitely on the spectrum. And he was, my dad was a thousand million percent on the spectrum. First of all, lawyer, they, a lot of people on the spectrum gravitate. But just, like, how regimented he was. Mm. And, like, as soon as my mom was like, I'm pregnant, two and a half uh, pack a day cigarette, quick cold turkey, drank, uh, uh, Johnny Walker every day quit cold turkey. Wow. Never, ever, ever thought about it again. I quit. I quit drinking cold turkey. Never thought about it again. Wow. And That's so, a yeah, my dad was like a really buttoned up guy. Yes, why? Please tell me you paid off a high price hooker. No, that was the other thing. I, <laughs> or he was the lawyer that uh, hush money did. I, what? My dad wouldn't even. He, that's the thing. And this is why. And I hope I'm not taking forever to get to the story. But you have to understand who my dad was for this to make sense. Otherwise, you're going to be like bullshit. Hmm. My dad was on the spectrum. He did not care about the things that other people do. Like one of the famous stories my, my uncle Gerald uh, tells about my dad is like they were lawyers in the 80s. And, you know, you sign contracts at the strip club because that's where your client was. Your client was a strip club owner and he's in some shit. And so he's like, and like strip clubs are not my dad. Like my dad, there's no way. And the story goes, uh, my dad was waiting for the contract to get signed. And a stripper came on set and sat on my dad's lap. And he leaned forward and he just goes, no, no. (laughs) And I just pointed my finger in Chris's face like she did earlier in his Uh podcast. But it was such a like direct, no, not yet my dad. Again, Spectrum doesn't yell. I don't yell. And like, but it was so stern that it just like killed the vibe in the camera. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Like, that was not my dad. My whole life, I never saw my dad eat anything except Stouffer's frozen meals. So he's kind of like you in that way. Yeah. And he would make steaks and he would make spaghetti. He would eat oranges and he would watch they're the cleveland guardians now but he used to watch cleveland indians games eating saltines and tuna fish and that is the only thing he ate so he probably thrived in prison right yeah got well, maybe maybe he maybe because he and i when, you know skipping ahead a little bit when he got to prison first of all lawyers are very valuable because you can yeah, read people's stuff but also it, it was such bull my dad basically long story short um you need to understand, like, my dad never ordered food at a restaurant in front of me, ever. My dad didn't buy anything, ever. He had no use for monetary things. He didn't want anything. Hmm. He never bought a designer anything in his life. He never talked about, like, I want to get a boat. My dad, he loved the law. Because I think when you're on the spectrum, you love the words and the laws and how they they move around your head. And the idea of like you buying a Cadillac takes away from you thinking about the law. Like uh-huh. my dad didn't give a shit. So, okay. So here's, here's where everything went down. 
he had uh, this woman named Renee, who I think died. I hope she did. I hope it was slow. Mm, wow. Uh, I do. Uh, she was a family friend for a long time. She worked. Uh, she worked at the mall somewhere. It was in the eighties. She fell off a ladder at work, broke her back, and was on lifetime disability. But you can't work. But a lot of times that's not enough to make ends meet. Oh. So she asked my dad. She was like, "Can I just do office work around? You know, do do so like." She would come pick us up when my dad was in court and stuff like that yeah. and just drop us off and she'd go get coffee filters or whatever. And so during this time, she was stealing uh, checks from petty cash and writing them out to That's herself like cunt. two, three, four hundred bucks at a time. And again, my dad cared nothing about money. He yeah, was he not looking. Notice. He wouldn't know. And my dad well, walked around like 800 bucks on. on him. But this was the 80s. You know, so my dad, like it was not a thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so this went on for God knows how long. Uh, long story short, she gets audited. They're like, yo, who are all these past checks from? They came from my dad's firm. And you got to remember being a black lawyer in Cleveland coming up in the 60s and 70s. You think you ain't got no enemies down there? Oh, they shit. took that as an opportunity. They uh, they got my dad on like wire fraud or something, like oh, paying yeah, paying somebody that um, that shouldn't have been working or whatever. Yeah, yeah, under the table. It, yeah, paying somebody under the table. Um, and this is like what an honorable dude he was. They told him he could have kept his law license if he just admitted guilt. And he was like, I didn't do anything wrong because that's how linear. So yeah. of course he went to trial and lost. He did two and a half years. They were trying to give him five. He was like 62, Jesus. 63. This poor guy. And it's just like, first of all, my dad got more time than the fucking bling ring. That's so crazy. Two and a half more times. My dad did two and a half years at 62. And they took his law license, so when he comes out... What about this bitch? She, nothing she, I think she went to jail, but she cooperated, you know? So I don't know what happened. Well, cooperated? Yeah. She fucking stole the checks. Own your crime. Yeah, and so, like, this was, this was, like, front page of the newspaper. When people read the newspaper, like, the judge, they hadn't, had, like, she was crying as a black woman. She was like, you've done so much for the lawyers. My dad was, like, the best dude, mm-hmm. you know? It was, like, really a real... Maybe that, like, is what kind of set me on my path, but just, like... I was like, oh, there's no justice. So, like, yeah, don't be mad about way. anything. So, I'm not, that's why, like, when you, somebody goes, uh, can you believe uh, that Trump said black people are lazy? I'm like, all right. Yeah, of course he said that. Why wouldn't he? He's not going to get any repercussions. There's no repercussions for, like, r- real bad people. It's like, we got Jeffrey Epstein. Did we? Did we? He was yeah. doing it for 30 years. Harvey Weinstein, 50 years. Bill Cosby, 50 years. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're real, we're on top yeah. of that. We'll see you in a half a century. <laughs> R. Kelly, R. Kelly's <laughs> making songs about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but I digress. I know where I live. I love human beings. I think our cultures have something to to to, to be desired. But you know, seeing seeing that happen and seeing a, a t- an innocent man that is the irony is that he had no use for money, Corinne. Like he didn't want anything ever, never. And so no season tickets, no. Here's some rims on the car. No, hey, let's go to this really nice steakhouse. My dad would need at a restaurant if you drove him there in a limousine and two women were massaging his back like he was about to go fight the heavyweight <laughs> champ. He would not. He didn't want that. Yeah. He would just drink black coffee at Denny's and we eat. That was my whole childhood is being at Denny's and Perkins, me, him, and my sister. But anyway, uh, so anyway, he went to jail. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's a real backstory for you. Yeah. He comes out of jail. He's disbarred at that point. They might as well have killed him because him yeah, not I mean, being able to he... practice the law was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I like a singer losing their voice. It's like, I don't want to. And they're like, no, you can hang out. Like my dad. I feel like it he is... willed himself to die. Like he didn't. 
he didn't first of all he came out and moved to atlanta which we had no connections we were in cleveland at the time but i think he like self he had to reset like ostracize himself like when you're like you have shamed the village you must Mm -hmm. go live in the woods or some shit yeah i feel like it was like that you know so uh so my dad you know he was up in cleveland and we're having this conversation about the bed pony and i go over there and i'm looking at it and i was like I was like, I think my dad has lost his mind. You know? <laughs> well. L- literally, I was like, I think my dad has lost his mind. But now I find out. Yeah. He's like Doc Brown from Correct. Uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. This has been a life-altering podcast. Such a weird coincidence Such that a... you met the same presidential candidate I did and your dad. I mean, I look at this Facebook marketplace every single day. It's what I do. That is so And I saw this and town. it jumped out at me as just like a bizarre thing to resell. Yeah. Feels like, I know that you sanitize. First of all, how'd you sanitize it? Yeah. Really? Come on. Yeah. How? And, and uh, you, you need blue light it? I mean. I, honestly, bro, you need to do that in front of me. I need yeah. to see it. I need, a, I need an in-person sanitation situation. But yeah, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that that don't go to a workout class every day and don't, don't have incredible core strength like you, Mrs. Kaplan. And sometimes you need a prop if you ain't got no leg. <laughs> I, you ever think no, about like how hard it would be to balance with one leg? I, look, I've seen people do it in the sex club. Oh, um, I don't think about that often. I am not averse to the – I just – I feel like if you're going to get one, don't get it used. I mean, I wouldn't buy a used mattress either. Just not Neither my vibe. No, but like if you're getting a used mattress, it's because you're, but there was at least- you're in a state of emergency. <laughs> that, yeah. Let's be honest. A used mattress is like things ain't great. Right. Things ain't great. Yeah. And so like no one's like, yo, we got like a hundred racks in the bank. But like you want to go get this used mattress <laughs> that someone definitely died on as recently as this weekend? <laughs> like, no, you can't get a used mattress under any situation. Uh, but something because definitely bed books. Like, of course. Of course. Yes. So, we got some emails, yeah, too. Yeah, we have time for one email, I think. Oh, we're only at, yeah, we got time oh, for yeah. one. Sorry, I was not reading the time right. Okay, my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. Yes, right into us. and we tell love... people about our Patreon. They can find yes. it. Yes, so we are starting our Patreon, and we are organizing what we will be doing. We're thinking about doing something like a Google Hang or like something, well, I guess nobody does that anymore, but like a Zoom, get everyone in the same room kind of thing once a month. Corinne, I'm um, going to stop you. Yeah. We're trying to get people to get excited about joining us. And the first thing you throw at them is Google. I don't know. It was in my fucking head. I'm like, listen. If you want to join us in in alt (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons chat room in which all language Um, is allowed. (laughs) That's the weirdest. Google, hey. I don't know anything about anything. I Uh, am an old lady. We will make sure that the Patreon is promoted and that you can find it on the website and our our Instagrams. We are trying, you know. And our Google hang. Jesus. Uh (laughs) And my MySpace page and my Friendster page. Um, And we are, you know, we we love putting this podcast out, but it does cost money to do that. So we are, you know, trying to figure out how to offset just the. Literally, the this is this of... isn't something we're trying to get rich from. No. We had dinner together, and we're like, we want to talk to each other, and we're glad you guys listen. So we're just we're we are doing what we would do anyway. But yes, y'all, these lights ain't free. That's right. <laughs> these chairs aren't free. Uh huh. You know okay. what is free? The advice we're that about to it give. Sure is. My man's here. So this person, I'm just gonna leave you totally anonymous. Uh, totally anonymous. We're not even gonna do. Well, you know, I can never uh, get that part right. So. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> so okay, it says. Hi, Corinne and Al. I recently discovered a notification on my dad's phone. 
It seemed to be a message from some hot girl, so I assumed it was spam. The next night, I heard a notification on his phone, checked it, and found another notification. Same app, different girl. This time, her username and photo were pretty suggestive. I mean, this is, we were just, I mean, opening of this podcast, we were talking about getting caught mm-hmm. because you have your notifications on. This is, this, this is it. Dad should listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, since his iPhone was locked, I could only see, uh, see that this was a message, no other preview. So dad's doing shady stuff because no old dad knows how to turn that preview of off. Of course not. That, oh, dude, he went on like a YouTube video by another creepy dad that's just like, look, first of all, you turn your, your location off. Here's what you say to your wife. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, dad did not figure that uh-uh. out. So I'll continue. Upon doing some recon, I found out that the app is Telegram and the second girl Telegram. is a sex worker with a big following. She also works at a strip club 40 minutes from our house. Convenient. And the bikini coffee stand 10 minutes from home. This girl's a hustler. Wow. Can you imagine what her, Why, her how bad are you? Looks how bad like? are you at hoeing that you've got to still serve coffee? Maybe. Barista? Come on. <laughs> you need to, like, recharge. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to drink coffee anyway. I might as well do it. Yeah. That's, I guess. Uh, okay. So I don't know how far he has gone with this, how many girls there are, or anything really. My next step is to try and break into his phone at some point and snoop more. My parents are about 60, have been married oh for my over God. 30 years. And are just as codependent as Dale and Fred. Those are my parents. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a fan. We have a small family and I'm moving to the opposite coast in four months. Any advice on this high level investigation? (sighs) And if I find out he's cheating, do I blow my family up? This is the kind of problem I can only trust with experts such as yourselves. Can't wait to hear if you have any thoughts on this one. Uh, thank you both. Let's let's do first things first. Okay, so this let me is... let me read you both questions again. I'll set the table so you okay. hear it again. He he wants to know uh, any advice on this high level investigation, and if I find out he's cheating, do I blow my family right. up? Okay, so I think um, breaking into the phone is a good idea because obviously you're going to need a mountain of evidence that this is actually going on. So to, I want to understand here. So this is not an OnlyFans, like dad's just watching porn. This is he's ordering services on a an app, Telegram apparently, yes. that you order Talk about an on. app for boomers. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Stagecoach is yeah. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you really, obviously, you need, to, you need to get more information before you start to panic. And I also... If your parents are as codependent as mine, and I definitely want to know nothing about my parents' sex life, um, I would say that there's absolutely no way if my father was going to do anything that my mom wouldn't know or, like, be a part of it. So I just want to caution you that it's possible you get the information and then you go and you confront your your mom and your mom actually knew and approved of this and, like, was involved and is now, like – embarrassed. So you're going to need to get, in my opinion, a lot of facts in order before you do anything. I'm trying to think about breaking into, I mean, usually breaking into an old man's phone, go with the year he was married, go with the, I mean, like there's probably like, it's, I feel like it's not Mm. that hard to break in. I don't know. It depends on if he's got his, if you can scan his face while he's sleeping. People still do the face thing? Yeah, I do the face thing. Do I do the face To thing? get in your thing? I, I couldn't no. imagine life without I, the face I thing. I got a four-digit password. Is that Yeah, not I have that too, oh. but only if my face thing doesn't work. 
Yeah. He, here's this is. Uh, yeah, I guess. I wonder, how do you break into phones now? It's not. I don't know. I'm sure. I, you know what? I can call Wait, my ex-wife. Uh, she might know. Yeah. Because I mean, my mom said one time she was like, she has a gift for snooping. Like everything I ever did, she found out. Well, I know you. And can I break... was shady. Mm-hmm. She's my ex-wife. Whatever my ex-wife could find out in thir- I can ask her. I mean, I know you can break into a phone like. Never mind the face. It'll keep if it can't read your face. It'll keep asking you for the password, and you have ten tries. Because my when my best friend passed away, I needed to break into her phone and d- delete a bunch of things. Right. Um, as a good best friend would, right. and that's what we did. We upload kept, a bunch of pictures of breakfast and in, in yeah, front yeah, of a yeah. church. We kept uh, we kept attempting, and we ended up coming up with uh, her niece's birthday. And it hit. Mm-hmm. Oh my we goodness! Broke into everything that yeah. really was your friend. That's kind of yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah. So I and you what, knew it. That's wow. Yeah, and it wasn't. It didn't take us that long to to get to that. We broke into everything. Yeah. Wow. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I wonder if you can do that. If something happened to me, could you take my phone to Verizon to be like, "This is my podcast partner." Uh, and no, he, I don't think you can. What if it's my wife? I don't think you can do that. No, I think you need. From what I know, from when I had somebody stalking me and crank calling me like you need a warrant to pull the numbers so i think you'd probably need a warrant to break into someone's phone like like what you're saying i like, think because i think the police do when they get pedophile cases uh-huh. like I yeah think it's pretty you can't do that but i bet you it's not i i just feel like if you know somebody really well like you definitely know him you probably could figure it out or just find a nerd there's nerds yeah, that can, like, like jailbreak a phone. Yeah, because nerds know nerds, and like I say that because first of all, I, nerds run the world. There's no shade. I'm just saying like in every, it's weird. I feel like the nerd culture has been co-opted. Not to get on with some other things, but like everybody's like I'm a nerd. But find like really somebody that's into tech, the kind of person that's like I build computers because I'm bored. If they don't know how, they know a dude, mm-hmm. or they know a shorty that knows how to do that. So there's way stop being so suburbs with it. And, like, if you're going to do this, dog, you can't go through traditional Christian methods. You have to, like, probably call somebody that knows this kind of thing or knows where they sell jailbroken phones. But the problem is if you jailbreak a phone, it resets. You're not going to be able to see what that person did. Oh. It just – you just basically – now you can sell it on the black market or whatever. Do you want to know what Shady Al thinks? Hmm. You got to get in that iCloud. Which probably is easier because you can go, Dad, I need your password for the computer. And it's probably similar. Okay. All right. So yes to all of these. So let's 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 use some of these tactics and see if we can get more information before we do anything else. But I just have to say, like, I'm heartbroken that this could even be the case. But I really I don't know. I hold strong that if it is, your mom's involved. Yes. And and might be involved in ways that you don't want to know. So this is that, I forgot what movie, oh, I think it was the movie The Untouchables and they were about to break into Al Capone's like uh, illegal liquor business and the FBI agents were like, once we kick in this door, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. Think about that with your pay, with your dad's yeah, phone so- because you're going you're gonna to see some stuff, bro. So yeah. are you ready to do this or are you ready to just be like, I don't know, which he functionally does not. And understand that you're not supposed to know everything in this world. And especially the relationship that your parents may or may not be protected. And I always say. Well, 
there's another side to that coin, unfortunately, because okay, I'm really putting myself in, in your position because I feel for you. Like I if your parents are like my parents, it would be just like monumentally. I, it would break my heart. I couldn't even imagine it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the problem. If you decide I'm not going to I'm not going to let's say you, you confirm these things and you're going to take the risk because you you want to tell you you're deciding either to tell your mother or not tell your mother. And then your mother can say, actually, I'm aware or what at least it's very embarrassing, but it's a thing we're doing, whatever. Right. Or she's going to be shocked and it's going to completely like ruin her entire world. The problem you have is if you don't say anything, which I think my first inclination would be not to say anything. Your mom eventually is going to die, and when she does, you're going to think to myself, to yourself, like, like, did I not give her an opportunity to better her life, to know this secret? Like, it's on now. It's like a burden on you. But what does it benefit though? Because uh, I'm well, assuming his parents are in their sixties, right? Okay, so you you tell let let's say you're right. You figure it out that it's the the year that the Broncos won the Super Bowl, and that was the password. You find it. It says every text is, I am cheating on your mom. Here are the pictures. Here are the pictures. Here are the positions. You now know all this. You, as a good son, report this to your mom. Here's your life. And I'm going to hand you this phone and shatter your life. So now your mom's 64. So you obviously. Her life is in shambles. Yeah. So with, when you go better her life, if she was 24, 34, 44. I don't know. But at 64, know. I mean, you're pulling into that last lap. Do you, what do you, do you want to be on our time Swiping right at 64. <laughs> so I, I, um, I guess if I were, if I were you and you do choose to break the news, you don't actually break the news because the last thing she needs is the shame factor of her son telling her this. Oh, that's a good point. So you're going to have to go with an anonymous email with some receipts. You're going to, or you're going to, you know, I mean, I just think if you've caught this multiple times on your father's phone, hasn't she? She's around him all the time. You know, you know what I think about all the time? You know, I absorb movie lines and speak in movie lines. But, mm-hmm. like, um, they did that remake of uh, Lib Grachi's Life Story where he said Behind the Campbell- Candelabra. And uh, he has his, uh, I forgot which, one of his boy toys. And they're kissing at his breakfast table. And one of the maids walks in. And he goes, oh, he straightens up like, oh, my God, the staff is here. And he goes, they see what they want to see. I think that, yeah. like, your mom ain't stupid, bro. Men need to know this. Anybody in a relationship needs to know there's some either people are fine with it or they've chosen not to see it, whether it's alcoholism or cheating. But I just think you have to let your parents be parents. If your dad is being this sloppy, like you said, you'll find out. Yeah, but definitely you don't. You, you don't relate this it's information. It's not your business. I just thought it's funny because I have this in one of – I was pre- going to present um, some vouch dating and one of them – because you're saying like – And let like, me say this really quickly. I didn't say it's not your business. Like uh, I wasn't trying to be cold when I said that. I appreciate you writing in. That was really personal. I'm just saying like it's not your business and it once you make it your business, the results could be catastrophic. So just be yeah. – tread lightly. Take Corinne's advice. Oh, really – I'm going to read the name of this person when we yes. wrap. Yes, okay. Well, this I'm, is I'm like, thinking about oh, your brother. That's tough. Yeah. That's really tough, man. I, dude, that's But real. on the bright side, so you know how vouch dating, which is just a bunch of it's you know, people. You know I'm obsessed with yeah. it. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, I, I can't remember. Uh, vouch dating is a site where you can present candidates. Usually it's women presenting good guys because there are no good guys in Denver. And they're vouching for them, but they're always like, you know, 
very broken and damaged. Of course. Um, I have a bunch of those, but I'm not going to read those necessarily. What I wanted to read you was this one because I screenshot it because it was so out there. But because Al just said this, like, what are you going to do when you're 64? Okay. This person wrote in. It's this person's granddaughter. Okay. Long shot, but I'm trying to set up my grandma, Carol, on a date. She's 75 and lonely, but she will not admit it. My grandpa died 16 years ago, and she doesn't get out of the house that much. She loves bingo, Tim McGraw, volunteering to walk dogs, and her grandbabies. We live in Thornton. She's very active for her age. Pictures of her, and she would backhand me if she knew I was doing this. So there is this option. To get a dude off Facebook to take advantage of your grandmother? Yeah. That's what I you're really like, doing. I wondered if anyone wrote in. And then I, I there's a bunch of other older women that submit themselves. And, like, this person wrote... Let's see. I'm 51 and have been single quite a while. I'm fit, ambivert, naturally introverted, but can be extroverted when comfortable or the situation calls for it. She's already very annoying. <laughs> There's paragraphs here, but what I've oh my circled gosh. <laughs> yeah, is the next thing that she said, I'd love a companion who, among other things, doesn't look like he's my grandfather. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Is there a picture of her? Um... You can't, I mean, she's 51, but you can't, I mean, it's a heavily filtered, you can see that It's little. so filtered, it looks like the cover of like yes! one of those romance novels. Yes, yes. Yeah, there okay. should be a shirtless guy with a rose in his mouth. And the last one, I just, I feel like this is, you, I, you, I, when we do Patreon, I'm going to put these things up, because this woman's face is just so good. So she writes, so where are all the guys my age? I'm 58 and looking for someone to close my age. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I really think she she has to have a New York accent. Oh yes, she's, you can, she's definitely yelling this email. Close to my age, say fifty six to sixty two. What the fuck kind of specific? She's fifty eight and she's only going to go two years older or f- four years older or two years younger. I'm funny, smart, successful, and independent. It really shouldn't be this hard. Jesus. Now the photo. Oh <laughs> Do my you not gosh! Love this so much. Yeah. Oh. Also, what man. a coincidence! I never screenshot elderly, and I have like a couple of. Uh, I'm saying elderly. These people are like ten years yeah. older than me. <laughs> she looks like she takes pictures of dead people, but at Sears. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's just, <laughs> just like a really bootleg photographer. Yeah. For people very, that don't know, you can just take it on your phone. And she's got a very come on my face. Like. Yeah, I don't know. And I drop my phone. That's not on. I hate myself because Corinne's like keep your phone quiet I'm like it's not on but no, I make no. more noise than if it just rang it hasn't rung once it's just I dropped it I dropped it off the sandbag I, this has been well I just know. love when the, the tears mm-hmm. are in the eyes yeah. like that is it's I it's just... one of my favorite times of day and uh you know we do have uh one more email but I want to save it yeah. for the next show because uh I want to take a uh, the the what little time we have by just telling everybody that I had a shindig this this past weekend. Uh, you, oh, why am I saying like I wasn't at it? I was about to say you're. <laughs> I thought you, that was a code for like you had a gig, like a n- comedy. N- no, I said I had a party you were at, and yes. she looked at me like we were on the Young and the Restless, and I'm like we're both dead. Like that was a very <laughs> strange reaction you just had to something that you had less than 48 hours ago. That's very weird. Yeah. But okay, so uh, I just need to tell everybody that. Yeah. And it's just again, reiterating why we're friends. Everybody that I love that was at that party loved you. Aww. The way that you are is just like Corinne, just holding court, making people laugh. Like, like my girl thinks you are so funny. Aww. And you know, this was uh, just to give a little timestamp to this email. Uh, to this uh, to this podcast, uh, this is the day of the the national championship game, and so there was a minute left in the game. So we all come back from outside in my backyard into the TV room, 
and Corinne comes back. Uh, Corinne had had, uh, you know, beer too. Mm, and a whole uh, bottle of, uh, of yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna let you whatever uh-huh. you want to do with that. Well, the worst is like, I was. I drank the whole th- like I was. I just drink it straight, and then at some point, because you're the hostess with the most, you're like, does anyone take shots? And I'm like, well, I will. Yes. And there was like. To one other person that was, and I'm like, what am I doing? Taking, sh-? I'm drinking it straight. I mean, just ludicrous behavior. Yeah, but mm. taking a shot is more for you. It's emotional. Yeah, takes you back. So we're all standing. There's probably like I don't know, eight of us in my my living room watching the watching TV. And uh, there's a guy that I just met that had his 10 month old son, very cute kid. And you know, he's the dad, but a sports fan too. So he's sitting on the floor with his baby boy, uh, watching the the Final Four. And Corinne, just like shifted her gaze down to this 10-month-old and just <laughs> locked on it like a hawk that sees like a like a little baby duck yeah, trying to cross yeah. a creek. Uh-huh. And you kneeled down and you pointed, your full arm extended, not even a bent elbow, pointed and goes, does this one talk? Does he talk yet? And he goes, no, he's 10. He's still waiting for that first word. Still hitting you with like parent speak, mm-hmm. but like, that, that was code for like, he's 10 months old. Get away you from us. idiot. Yes. And so you go, are you going to talk for me? <laughs> Say something. You're just like you were bullying him in yeah, a I Jersey high school in 89. Moment, if I could be the winner here. Yeah. You just bent down and like, mm-hmm. what I attracted you to this kid? <laughs> and like it, I would say it went on a little long. <laughs> To the point where I was starting to do a thing that, like, an alcohol, the, mm. like, the wife of an alcoholic does, like, he's so sleepy, he's so funny, why don't you yeah. go upstairs, honey? You were like, he's gonna, he's gonna say something to me. He, he's gonna say, say, can you say, I, uh, the, well, you're not fun, you're not interesting. Then I'm like, yo, what is happening in this living room right now? Well, I will, I will give you uh, the background on, um, like, why I. I I have a history with this, so I thought <laughs> maybe history. I could pull it off. Okay. So my goddaughter, um, she wasn't speaking in full sentences, and she's very she's she's wonderfully spoiled. Um, but in part of that, she just doesn't feel like talking when she's at home. So she was just kind of really, you know, she'd say Gaga and Papa and you know, like like Grandma, Grandpa, like. But she doesn't didn't speak in full sentences at the time. And so I was I wasn't going to go to her birthday party. She was having a birthday party with children and my best friend. As they tend to do from yeah, time to time. Yeah, I mean, and so my best friend Julie was You think it's going to be at the Montreal? She was, yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't she rent out a pool? Yeah. Um, so she uh, so she was turning three and she, uh, I Julie was like, you don't have to come to the party. I was like, thank you. And it was like at this place that has like little vignettes. And at the little, like, it's like a little firehouse, a little movie theater, you know. And when you walk in, all the adult, the vignettes are tiny. They're like short. And so when you walk in as an adult, they make you, everyone put socks on. But then, like, you're really tall and all the kids can see you. And from across the room, she sees me and just yells out, go away, Coco. And that was, like, kind of the first sentence that she ever said. So, like, Julie and her parents are like, oh, my God. And I was like, what is happening right now? And then once she, glo- like, locked into that, her her grandfather, her papa, was trying to give me a cupcake. And he goes, now give Auntie Coco a cupcake. And she just gets real close to my face. And she goes, I said go away. <laughs> yeah. Were you approached by a social worker after this? Like, <laughs> yeah. what did you do? I was concerned when she yelled at it. I was like, there are other people here that are going to wonder what has <laughs> happened between us. Yeah, she just didn't. She, she likes me okay now, but she really didn't like me uh 
for a while. So anyways, yeah. I have a history of getting kids to talk. And I thought if I harass this kid, he'll also say, go away. Oh, you dumb were bitch. harassing. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in almost, it was almost like the kind of bullying that was like throwback bullying to mm-hmm. like 93. Back yeah. when just like somebody would just decide, I'm just going to destroy this guy's life today. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the well, kid did not talk. No, he didn't. But 10 Cute months, kid. he still got some time. So uh, we will keep you guys posted. Also, you can't bring you can't bring babies to parties with alcohol. This is what happens. Some drunk fool. It's it changes the dynamic. It does. I don't mind it because I have kids. Oh, but right. when I did not have kids, I did not like it because I have kids and I like to be around young kids as creepy as that sounds. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind it now. And especially because like, I, I do feel like we're in this age of parents where they're, they like understand because you have to understand if you have a kid and then you stop going to parties and barbecues, you're going to be that weird couple. that's like now you don't talk to nobody. It's right. like you got kids. You're not dead. So you do need to go and just like. You take the baby in the kitchen. I'm going to take two shots with my boys. you got to still be a person a little bit. So I get that. And now people, they come in for 30 minutes. Like it's on, it's annoying for them, too, because they got to watch the kid. There's mm-hmm. sharp shit everywhere. So I get it. I get why they came through. Uh, so I'm, Well, that's what it was. We were at the party for so long, and it was like the tail end when they came in, and I was like, obviously. Yeah. They came in, and they met uh, They met your representative at that, mm-hmm. at that point, and- I was just like, here's why I know I love her. I love your representative just as much. <laughs> That's always a bad sign when somebody's yeah. not a good drunk. And you're like, oh, no, dude, don't do this. He's like, no, the waitress is tripping. It's like, oh, man, I thought we were going to be cold. <laughs> you know, if you can't handle it and your real self comes out and you start being rude to people or, mm-hmm. like, being shady and, like, pushing up on people, I'm like, oh, dude, you're not the one. But you, Corinne, have been the chosen one. And that's why since day one, we've just been down by law. So yeah. with that said... And we, I do want to say thank you guys for being down by law, listening, supporting. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And uh, Corinne, tell them where they can find us. Yeah, uh, my safe word is more on Instagram or uh, my safe word is more advice at gmail.com if you want to write in. And then information for Patreon will be on our episode. Page. Yes, and you can log on to Facebook on a desktop. You can. At a mainframe <laughs> down at City Hall and, and <laughs> l- look up the information on a microfiche. Uh-huh. Remember that in the of library? Course. I, I, I love microfiche. Yeah, I did. The, like, I, I, I felt did, like such a scientist. Yeah, you go into the uh, the multi-art center in yeah. the library with the record players and yeah. uh, cassette decks. Anyway, I'm 500 years old. <laughs> uh, but with that said, guys, I want you to just keep your head above water and... Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming.